Log Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Block Talk Radio. My name is Terry, and I am your host for tonight. And I want to welcome you. This is Wednesday's night show, and we are going to actually revisit a topic that we we visited before, and it is with the couples from Chicago who have married. Um, so we're going to visit them, we're going to revisit, we're going to have what they call one of them downhole conversations, um, just as if we were sitting at the kitchen table. But before that, I want to, I want to hit, go back to a topic that um, is kind of important to the Chicago land area, and actually it's important around the whole country, and that's uh, violence in the streets. If if you remember back in the old days, you know, I understand gangs have been around for a while, but if you remember in the old days there was a, a code of honor where if someone was in sports, if a kid was one of those ones that was just, you know, into school, you know, it was a smart one of those brainiacs, uh, seniors, women. They weren't targets. You know, now anybody and everybody's a target. And the problem is it's not just home. Problem is church. Problem is school. Problem is neighborhood. Problem is police. So once we identify everybody identifies what their part is. Identify what part you can do to make it better. Um, there is no one answer. There is no one person. Um, it's actually a. It's everybody. It's not gonna not hit your neighborhood. So people who always holler, well, you know, I never thought it would happen in my neighborhood. You live in the United States. It can happen anywhere. It's not always the people that's in your neighborhood. A lot of times, it's the people who come through your neighborhood. So, unless we come together. It's going to get worse. So on that note, that's my that's my speech for the evening. So what I want to do is kind of switch gears and bring on uh, one of my guests who's online with me right now. Hey there. Hello. How are you? Fine, you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So how about you um, introduce yourself? To the audience. I'm Stephanie Bailey Moss. You want to tell me a little bit more about you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been married ooh, for um, eight years. Um, me and my partner, we have three kids, which are mine. Um, we have four grandkids, and we live in the suburbs of Chicago. Had you ever thought that there would be a time where you could um, actually marry the person that you fell in love with? Um, yeah. Even if it wasn't in my own state that I live in, in Illinois, because we went to Canada to get married. So whether it was legal here or not, I was going to do it somewhere where it was because I loved her and she loved me. 
that just shows how important it was. But in your own words, um, and I know a lot of people say, well, I knew it from the beginning. When did you first realize that she was the one that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with and that you were willing to go to Canada to marry? Well, we started out as friends, and uh, a year later, we, you know, we grew into, you know, our relationship, and it took a moment, you know, because nobody wanted to rush into anything, and I love the idea that she loved me for me through my flaws and my good times and my bad times, and she recognized my story, so I knew that kind of like later on as we got to be in a relationship, but as a friend, I knew if nothing even developed as a relationship, I always wanted her to be my friend. So it's more or less for you, friends first, lovers second. Yes. You know, spouses, you know, after that. Okay. So, Stephanie, how about the family? Um, huh. How about the family? I know you had the, you, you got the three kids, but what about the rest of the family? Um, what was their take on one you coming out being gay, and two you getting married to a woman? <laughs> well, it was kind of hard <laughs> for my oldest sister. Um, she didn't understand it, and so it took her a while to come around. And my middle sister, like you know. I love you fully for who you are, no matter who you're in love with, you know, so I can support you. She didn't understand it either, but she was she was supportive. So it took my oldest sister a while to come around, but she did. And I'm grateful and thankful that she did because she came to Canada when I got married. So it was it was kind of a rough road because my kids knew. I, I sat down and I had a conversation with my kids. They knew and... They were like, um, you going to love me any different? Uh, hell no. So they was like, okay, don't matter who you with, okay. <laughs> you know, and that's basically how the conversation went, which was like, um, okay. <laughs> but it, 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 it's been a while since, you know, since, since I came out, because I came out in 2000. So it, it's been a while since I've been out, but I've received nothing but love from my kids, and my sister, my sister. So I'm grateful. And my thing was, when I first came out, is if nobody else approves of my relationship, that's on them because I'm grown. I pay my own bills. I take care of my own kids. And if I had to decide, well, who will come first, them or my kids, it's going to always be my kids. But my kids will understand it. They knew I wasn't happy in the relationship that I was in with their dad. And they knew the situation because we all lived in the same household. So they were happy to see me finally be happy. Okay, okay. All right. So, so let's move a little bit forward in the story. Um, you know, you've, you've established the fact of, well, first of all, your kids, you said, understood that you weren't happy. But... How did you come out to them, and what did they say about the marriage? Um, oh, it was, it was hilarious because before I 
she, Jackie talked to all three of my kids and asked them, could she marry their mother? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know nothing. And and I, um, I was like, okay. So for my 40th birthday, we went down. We love going to Laurie's downtown. So we go to that all the time. So it didn't phase me now. So we went to Laurie's, had dinner. And she went to the bathroom. I was like, okay, she's gone a long time. Where'd she go? But in the meantime, she was waiting for the carriage to arrive. So we get outside the door. And I was like, oh, somebody get a carriage ride. It was for my crazy but didn't have a clue. And I was like, because, you know, it happens all the time downtown, so it don't phase me none. So we get out there, and the lady's like, okay, Stephanie, the carriage wakes me up. I'm like, what? What? Hold up. So we go for a carriage ride, and she proposes to me on Michigan and Erie. And Indy Irie Beautiful was playing. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was like, what? What? She's like, would you be my life partner? I was like, I wasn't paying attention to her fingers because I was so excited on the carriage ride. I wasn't looking at her. So she kept pointing her finger at me. And I kept saying, she said, baby, you going to be my life partner? I said, yeah, uh-huh. I'm still looking at the sights of Chicago. Like, I ain't never lived here in my life. And she's like, no, no look. And I saw this ring on her finger, and I was like, um. She's like, so you go to life partner? I was like, yeah. I'm just boo-hooing. I called the kids to tell them. Everybody knew but me. And they was like, yeah, she called us and asked us because she married us. And she did what? <laughs> and they love her dearly. They love her like a second mom. They call her Mama Jackie. Okay. Okay. So they, they, they love her. They love her. Because she loved them like if they were home, including the grandkids. Huh. If you had to describe... You know, kind of like how your relationship went from day one to to the day of your marriage. How would you describe that relationship? Because a lot of people, there are people who were, well, you know, um, gay people, y'all, it's all about sex. It's all about this. And, and people are not understanding, no, we work. We do, we do things just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's all about communication, and everybody has to have a goal on what it is that we're trying to progress to. You know, if one of us is not working, then, okay, somebody got to get off and go to, go to school. If, okay, you're not working, go to school. It's it's a progress. You have to be able to maintain progress and have to be able to do the same. It's the same thing as a, heteros, as a heterosexual relationship, but it's more respect. It's more respect between two women than it is a man and a woman. You know, women cheat just like men do. Not, nothing changes. A leopard never changes their stripes. But it's the trust, the communication, the ongoing conversations of what's going on, what do you need from me, what do I need from you. It should never be, well, I do this, I do this, I do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. You have to come to some kind of conclusion because everybody works, everybody's tired when they get home, and nobody feels like being bothered with each other. You just got done dealing with people for eight to twelve hours. You don't want to be bothered. You got to learn to respect their space when they need the space and when to come into the space. You're never separate because you're here. You're one, but you have to know how to respect 
the space and let them have their me time. So it's easy to so it's not easy, but it's it's best to say that there's times even in the marriage where one person can go and should go into their room or go somewhere to be to have that just alone time. Yes, definitely. I'll lay in the room, play my game with my tablet. She'll be out here watching TV. You know, she be in the room and I'll be out here. If we, I don't have, we're not joined at the hip because we're not twins, but we have to learn to give each other space because if you don't, that's when the, I feel like you're crowding me issue comes in, and I don't want to feel like I'm crowding anybody's space. You know, I know you need time to breathe. I need time to breathe. And you have to be able to, 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 to it's a give and take relationship. You have to be able to know when to give, when to take, and when to just, huh. You know, they're here with you. They're not going nowhere. So give them their space to do whatever it is they need to do to exhale. Hmm. Now, Seth, I know I'm going to ask you this question. That didn't come overnight for you. Um, no, it didn't. It didn't because you have to, as you get older and as you go from one relationship to another, you have to learn that if they're there, they're not going anywhere. And you have to learn to trust them and learn to give people space to just think. Even if they just want to think five minutes, you got to let them be able to do that without saying what you're doing, who you with, who you talking to. You, you have to give them that because there is, you have to have trust. And if you do all these 50,000 questions, then that means you don't trust them. So just we had talked earlier, and um, mm-hmm. I kind of went over a couple of things. So you kind of hit on the relationship as far as, like, the um, LGBT relationship, relationship as far as the straight relationship, however you want to entitle it. What's different besides just the respect part, what difference did you bring into your marriage that you know um, is probably not in the normal um, marriage for the straight people? That's I should put that way. Um, you know, I think I bought into understanding women personally because I am a woman, but when there's two women in a relationship, you have to understand them you have to understand what they're going through because, you know, you go through almost the same thing. But some people go through things different. You have to know when to step back and let them have that moment of going through whatever it is they're going through. You know, I'm like, okay, are you okay? Do you need anything? And you're like, no, yeah, I'm fine. No, I don't need anything. Then that, I back off because they need that time. With with men, you can't, you, you don't get that conversation with them. And that's what I enjoy about a woman's converse, a woman's conversation. Because you can ask them, and they'll be honest with you. A man, they blow you off in a minute. You know, and some women, they'll be like, okay, I do need help. I need a hug or something. And that helps. And even if you don't, I don't say anything, just hold her. That's fine. And she does the same for men. Because we're in this together, and we know we have to give each other room to breathe and to grow. Because if we hover each other, nobody's gonna, not going to grow. And we both want to prosper in this marriage, this relationship, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And I'm glad you said spiritually. So do you guys worship together? Oh, yes, definitely. Dad, yes, definitely. 
That's the rules of the house. We 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 worship together. Wherever church you go to, I go. Wherever you go, I go. Wherever I go, she go. And if because we have to stay in tune with God in order to make us better. Because without Him, there is no us. But do you think it's okay to um to to worship at two different churches as long as some, everybody in the house is worshiping? I, I do. You can. You you can worship here and I can worship there. That's that wouldn't be a problem at all. But we like to go to the same church. We like to talk about what the pastor said afterwards and what did you get out of me in this service and what did you get out of me and what did you think. So I think us going to church together is a better fit for us because we discuss and we bounce off ideas on what we what we took away from that day's sermon. And do I know you said you both want to prosper and you know and want to grow together. So, um, what was the bump in the road for you? Like the first, because I know the first year everybody says the first year is kind of rough. It's you know it's bumpy. Um, what would you say was the bumpiest time for you? And then how'd you get through it? Um, I think my bumpiest time was when I didn't have a job, and it was. Nobody was calling me, nobody and I was sending out job resumes. I mean, I was hitting it, I was hitting it and but nobody was following me. And I was getting so frustrated and I'm like, We supposed to be growing, we supposed to be making things happen. I can't make things happen with nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm I'm frustrated I was frustrated with myself because I've never been the person without a job. As long as I've had I've been in high school I've always worked. And when it was just me and my kids, I worked two jobs. I worked double shifts to make sure they had what they need. And now as I got older, it it, it was just me working, you know, and I had to worry about me. But when it's us, it's like, okay, you contributing, you could take care of this, but I need to contribute to it where it won't look like I'm I'm leeching. And that's the way I saw it, but that's not what she saw. She saw me trying. She saw me not. She saw me looking for a job. It wasn't like I was sitting around twiddling my thumbs in bonbons, but that wasn't the case. And she had to tell me, "Babe, we're in this together. This is a us. It's not just a you. It's a us. When you get a job, it will come. But in the meantime, do something. Go to school. Do something. Get you know. So you will keep going. So you won't get depressed. You won't be trying to figure out what went wrong. Why nobody is calling you. So I went to school. And she has been the best support I have ever had since I've been on my own. So she has begged me 100% no matter what. She's like, okay, you can do this. You know, well, what do you think? And she would bounce ideas off me that I didn't think about, that didn't make sense to me or I hadn't, hadn't thought about. And I love her for that because she has always had my back. Even before we even got into a relationship, she has always had my back, and that's what I love about her. So what I'm going to do is, because I listen to you, and, and it's a good thing, because I like what I'm about to do, because right <laughs> now <laughs> I'm about to bring uh, Vice back in, who was on the show with us uh, last time. Hey, Vice. Okay. Hey, what's going on? How about Hello. you? Nothing much. How are you? So, 
Stephanie, you remember Vice? Vice, you remember Stephanie? You two yes. were the ones that was on that time? Great. Yes, I do. So, perfect. So, Vice, I want to bring you up to speed into the conversation. Um, and I'm glad because, you know, Stephanie, and, and a lot of people don't like titles and don't like labels, you know, labeled all your life, but I'm going I'm to throw them out there for tonight. So you're on that fam side. You're that, that girly girl, girly girl. Okay. And True. Right. You are on right. the, you know, the, the stud side. That, that's it. That's all. Mhm. Now, um, I like the fact that Stephanie says, you know, that there's this this part where you know she needs a hug. You know, you get the hug, you get this, you get that. Um, Vice, what do you think? You know, when it comes to how, um, you know, Romisha comes to terms with your feelings. Like, how is it that? When you express yourself a certain way, say if you want to be left alone, what is it that she does? If um if I want to be left alone, she uh respects my space. Uh, she gives me time to come to her. Um, generally, um, if I'm in a bad space or if I'm in my the way I say it is, if I'm giving off bad energy, I like to be in my own space to try to figure out exactly where it's coming from, why I have it, and then come come back down from that space. Um, so she kind of just gives me the time that I need to take my space, and when I'm ready and when I'm when I'm ready to talk about it, I come around and talk about it. Okay, so now. Is there a time frame for you, or? Um, it generally doesn't take me too long. Um, so I'll take like I'll play like um, my time frame would be like my little NBA two K sixteen game. I'll play a quick game real quick. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so it usually doesn't take me too long. Maybe a good hour at the most. But not too long, no. Not too long. Okay. So for you, starting the relationship, getting all the way to the to the marriage part, where was the bumpiest time for you? And what was the, the time that it was like, you know what, you just cut and say, is it, this is, is going to be me and you, that's it, that's all? So basically, the question is: At what what point in the relationship did I decide um, that I was going to marry her? Is that right? Um, kind of. But prior to that, what was the most bumpiest time that you would say leading up to the marriage? Ah, okay. Um, yeah. well, the issues that I ran into is just that um. The common issue that, in my opinion, the common issue that comes about when you're dating people, um, you have to worry about what's ever happened in their past. Um, So the bumpiest time for me is just getting past the fact or not necessarily proving, but showing, demonstrating that I'm not necessarily like somebody that you've ever been with. Um, So it was difficult for me to show my character um, because of what happened to her in her past. Um, so I'd say that that was my biggest issue is just making sure that she understood that I was different. Okay. And and so to actually talk to both of you, just I'm glad you brought that up to say that 
Okay, so Don put on Facebook the other day about the person's past, and I had to laugh about it. I was like, it takes nobody but Don to put that on there about, you know, someone's past is their past. I want to start with today being our future. Um, understandably, that be true, but, you know, I've been told that your past kind of dictates who you are, so a person needs to know that. That's understandable, too. How much of your past is that important to make a future? That's the both of you. Oh. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, buddy. Um. <laughs> I think um, your past, it, it, it all depends on what's going on in your past and have you close chapters in your past, or are you bringing those chapters into this new relationship that you're now in? And have you sat down and discussed with your partner, that, okay, this is what happened with, to me in the past? Because sometimes if the person that you're with and you're in love with don't understand your past, it's hard to make a future. And if you go through something, they're like, I don't understand. I don't know where this is coming from because you've never explained what happened before. So I think if you explain to your partner on what happened in your past, then you could the relationship will grow because there's trust, there's honesty. But if you don't deal with the past then it's hard to have a future with anybody. So when okay, so then let me ask you this. And and see if I can give me some more time. So let me ask you this. You said that if you don't deal with your past, so if let's just say it's me and if mm-hmm. I don't totally deal with my past then whatever she does, I'm going to say you just like everybody else. Correct. You're just right. because something don't mean that she's that person or she's doing it. It, it just may be something that happened or a situation that happened. But if I haven't come to terms with it to let it go, then anything you do, I might be like, well, you know what, you just like so-and-so. You just like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and that don't mean you have to have a tell-all conversation on what really happened in your past. What you think that may affect your current relationship is what you need to what you need to say and have a conversation about. And people make that mistake of when they get in a new relationship and things don't go the way they want it to. Oh, you just like so and so. No, everybody's an individual person, and you have to go with. Okay, they may act like that person, but they're not that person. So everybody's not like the old person. You have to sit down and readjust your, your your way of thinking. Okay, you have to say, well, okay, this is why I think this is happening. And you don't have to bring up the past on somebody act like that. You have to just have a conversation on, and to know why are they acting like that. That's the key thing, why. Understand why, not just blame it on you, your past. You have to know why they act like that. Because they may have some past issues as well that they're not dealing with and they haven't told you about. Vice, I, I gave you enough time. <laughs> Good, I was there. <laughs> All right, so um, my thoughts on it is um, it's it's kind of two sided. So I feel as though um, the past is what shapes the person that you have in the present. So it is important to know certain things about what happened in their past. Um, and I say that to mean like. 
let's say the person you're with had a really rough past, you might learn that in the present it's harder for them to trust based on what happened in their past. Maybe the person in the past violated their trust multiple times or something like that. It helps you better understand who you're with and who you're dealing with and what type of obstacles that they either have overcame or they're still overcoming. Um, Now, I don't necessarily agree that it's a good idea for that person to live in the past, to stay in it. It's it's okay to reflect on it, but to then compare uh, the other person to their past or you're just like my past, et cetera, that actually, in my opinion, is very damaging to a relationship. Um, But it is always good to have a self-reflecting moment um, to kind of improve yourself. Like, what did I do in the past that – could have caused how did I contribute to my um to the negative um things that happened in my past um I um personally only tell what I'm asked (laughs) that's what I do uh so as far as my past I don't necessarily just sit down and you know at at over salad and say well you know back in the day you know I don't necessarily break down that conversation (laughs) unless you inquire about it um but I do know that my past um, has a heavy influence on the person that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Now, are there things that you kind of can say that you know possibly you should share, but you're waiting for, you know, questions about it or? Um, no, not really. Um, I try to share I try to share things that I find to be important, but um, I also don't just say everything, um, depending on that person and, and their significance in my life. Um, with my wife, I've, told, I've definitely told her about everything that's happened in my past. She's also asked about everything that's happened in my past, um, the negative things, the good things, the indifferent things, all type of things that happened to me. But there are some people, of course, like in the dating world you meet that don't ask any questions. I don't feel the need to tell you anything in that case. Um, but in regards to my wife, I definitely tell her everything that is relevant, important, and even not important about my past. Okay. Okay. So if I play newlywed games to just about to be able to tell me everything about you. It wouldn't be nothing that wouldn't be told. Okay, I knew that. I said if I was to play the newlywed game and ask a whole lot of questions of your spouses, they'd answer, oh, yeah, uh-huh, they'd be answer everything. Okay, I'm going to tell you all like I'm going to tell you truthfully. The fact that we can have this conversation is great, but I want you to also reflect on, because uh, we've got people who are listening who want to get married. I want them to think this is like a walk in the park. This is, you know, you know, hunky-dory, you know, we, we got this. I want them to know that, you know, this this is a, it's a growing process. And it's growing every day. Mhm. That when you guys mm-hmm. first started, it wasn't like you know, hey baby, let's grab hands. We you know tiptoe through the tulips. Mhm. <laughs> 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 you know. So I'ma ask this <laughs> question. Uh, vice for you, it's a little shorter period of time. So I know there's still some adjusting to do. 
Mm-hmm. What's the biggest adjustment for you? Ah, the biggest adjustment. Um, the biggest adjustment for me would be the merging of finances. That was the biggest adjustment for me. Uh, it was interesting. It's very. It's it's still new. I'm still making sure everything's straight. You know, dotting my eyes, crossing my t's. Um, it was just slightly overwhelming when it first happened because I was like, "Whoa, what do I do with all of this? And how do I? Okay, wait, this is a lot. I don't know." And so it took me a minute to try to like get myself calm and make sure everything was in in order and in, in, in that regard. That's my adjustment right now. Um, as far as Seeing the same person every day, I don't mind that. That actually ma- that actually makes me happy. Um, I enjoy seeing her every day and having random things to talk about. Just I like that part. But as far as like uh, the finances, that was just new for me. I just you know I never combined finances with anyone ever. So this is definitely my first time um, doing that. Um, so I would say that would be what it is. So now, is, is wife close by you? Vice? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Is the wife close by you? You said what? I said, is the wife close by you? Yep. <laughs> okay. So can you ask her if she could tell us what was her biggest challenge? Sure, one second. Okay. She's answering. One second. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So she said that her biggest challenge was that um, we have some very interesting family dynamics. Hers is completely different than mine, and blending them together was was a challenge. Um, like as far as my mom, my immediate family versus her immediate family, like they operate in two different ways. So that's that's what uh, she said her challenge was. Uh, okay. To elaborate on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so her family is very close knit, um, and they're she has southern roots. So everybody, it's more of like a communal feel. Um, it's a welcoming feel. It's a very warm, warm energy, warm feel um, around her family um, to the point where we were just dating and I felt like I was a part of the family. I felt like cousin and them. Like, that's how close <laughs> I felt to her family. Um, now, my family, it has its little, you know, speckles of people that are like that. Um, like, my sister, it's blended as well. So my sister and that side, they're really close and they're close knit and they're more close to to my wife's family. But my mom and my dad are weird. (laughs) So it's like my, my mom is extremely selfish. She doesn't seem to like people. Um, She likes to say to herself and she's not the nicest. And then my dad defends whatever she's talking about. So it's just a really awkward feel to be around them and then compare them to everyone else. And it's like they're strangers sometimes. So I would say, like, uh, that right there is um, is basically a, a huge challenge for my wife. Okay. So I'm going I'm to give you a few more seconds, Stephanie, because I'm going to ask you this question. But you just said that you're, you know, your, your mom kind of, you know, does things and your dad supports her. But isn't he supposed to? 
Now, yes, but <laughs> give me that butt. He is supposed to as a husband. I feel you, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> she could just be wrong. You know, at least tell me in secret and in, in confidence while she's somewhere asleep that she, you know, I just did that because that's my wife. Let me know that you realize that she's doing too much, but. <laughs> But for real, yeah, um, she def- he is, you know, as a duty as a husband to back his wife right or wrong. But still, that's that just makes me feel like, oh, that's you agree with it. Okay, all right, whatever. So, But if you had to look at it like what you just said, um, you know, if you're standing in the room and she does something and you and everybody in the room know it's wrong, but you back it, everybody looking at you like, Okay, y'all both need the men with the white jacket. And you feel that, yeah, even if you're doing <laughs> your duty afterwards, how about you pull it to the side? But isn't that betraying her by coming to you saying, you know what, I know your mom's crazy, but hey, you know, that's my wife, so I still love her. <laughs> okay with her. Ah, yeah, yeah, some fine lines we're speaking on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I suppose you're right. However,. <laughs> If if I I'm definitely gonna back my wife when she even if she's wrong. But in our bedroom, I'm gonna be like, yeah. So uh, about that earlier, yeah, we gonna have to talk about whatever the moment was. Like, how was she feeling? What was going on? Like, maybe we could have handled that differently, you know, together. Something, something, something. Like in our own bedroom. But I don't know. I kind of doubt that that happened. But um, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna leave that there on the table. Okay, we're going to leave it on the table. Uh, Stephanie, you had enough time now. Your time. <laughs> uh, what was the question again? I'm going to put it back to you. The challenge. What was the challenge that first? Uh, let's see, advice is less than a year. So let's give you the first six months. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, let's see. Well, um, it's been a while for you. Go ahead and think back. I know, right? I got I, I to think back when. <laughs> Um, I think I don't really remember time, but I know, it's funny because my brother-in-law, when he introduces us, he introduces me as his sister. He don't say, this is my sister part, and he said, this is my sister. And I was kind of taken back by that at first. I was like, you know what? He acknowledges me, period. I'm cool. He can say I'm the sister, the cousin, the mother. As long as he acknowledges me, because some people don't know how to acknowledge, don't know how to introduce you. You know, because that's just them. And and but I love him to death. And he he just say, okay, this is my sister Jackie, this is my sister Seven. I'm like, okay. And it's grown on me over the last nine years. So I'm cool with it. But at first, it took me back. So I was like, um, we married. Um, but I can't make people see things the way I see them, and I can't make people do what I want them to do. So I've had to accept people's verbiage and their wording on how they introduce me and how they come to um, accept us. Because we live together, we don't live with them, so whatever their thoughts are, are they are just it, their thoughts. So that was kind of the only thing that kind of, you know, took me back. <laughs> you know, because he was like, this is my sister Jackie, and uh, this is my sister Stephanie. I'm like, okay, you just can't say this is your sister's partner? or wife or whatever, but people are people, you know. So I, I kind of got over there. And I love him to death, so it's all good. But, Stephanie, if you had, okay, now let me take you 
to this side of what you just said now. He introduced you as a sister, okay, because you married his sister. Technically, mm-hmm. you are his sister, even though he, a lot of people say in-law. A lot of people don't even want to say in-law. They're like, that's my sister, you know. Um, so do you feel that was his way of, of taking the acceptance? And I guess my question is, why did the, the, he didn't say the when he said you were his sister? Why did that bother you? I I think that was his way of accepting because I I'll get he's a man and some men don't know how to say well, this is my sister's partner or this is my sister's wife because they all grew up together in the same neighborhood with the same group of friends and even if nobody knows that his sister is now in a relationship with a woman that's nobody's business and it's up to him to tell it if he don't that's fine if he does that's fine too and I guess. Me being out for so long, when people say, well, this is my so-and-so, and I'm like, oh, hold up, wait a minute. I'm out. I'm not in the closet. I'm not hiding. And I think as I get as I got older, it is what it is for people. People are going to say what they want to say and say how they say it. And he, even though he never said that this is my sister's wife or partner, I know he still loves me, and I know he loves me genuinely. That he would do anything for me, so it kind of takes me back. It kind of puts me like, um, but I'm fine with it because I know his love for me hasn't changed, and it's not going to change. So I'm okay with that. So, if I was to ask Jackie, um, you know, what was her challenging moment? Do you think you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I'm gonna let her answer that on the next the, the next call. She's still at work right now. <laughs> so, I'm you okay. Answer, answer so that hopefully she's listening. <laughs> right, right. Just right. in a meeting somewhere. <laughs> okay, okay. So to to the both of you, um, we've talked about you know, Vice. You brought up the fact of about um, combining money, um, you know, finances and things. Were those conversations you had prior to the marriage or were they conversations that led up to the marriage and then right after the marriage got, like, down to what it should have been? Um, They were definitely conversations that led up to right before and after um, because I, I wanted to explain the way that I, in my opinion, handle money and what I like to do and how I – save and how I spend, et cetera, because uh, one of the things that we talked about, um, of course, finances is one of the uh, hugest causes of divorce and and breakups. Um, So I figured if we kept the conversation alive and kept talking about it and, you know, came up with some type of consensus prior to being married that we wouldn't have as much of a struggle with it. So it was a conversation that we had multiple times just so that it was clear what I like to do, what she liked to do, how to, you know, bring ourselves together to, you know, to realize that we have to consider each other when it comes to like finances. Was it easier? It's a lot easier. Um, it's a lot easier, especially since it was a constant conversation. It's a lot easier and it seems to, flow a little bit more seamlessly um, as the time passes. 
So for everybody listening, she's not telling you that it's going to happen the first time you say you're going to do something. She said, yeah, time passes. Things get better. Definitely ain't going to happen the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see the expression on her face looking at you. <laughs> I swear she just made a face. <laughs> So are you guys thinking about children? We are considering children. We do want to have kids. Um, The question is when. Um, That's the question currently. Um, I want to have at least two. She wants to have three. So that's another thing we're trying to figure out is how many. (laughs) So it's when and how many currently right now. Um, It's not out of the question, and it's not something I don't want, though. Nice. So, Stephanie, I know you have three. Did you guys ever think about having kids together? No. No. Uh. <laughs> no. Yeah, we got kids. They all got four paws. We have children. Two cats and a dog. Those are our kids. Okay. <laughs> so, is there a routine in the household? Like, um, is there someone who takes out the garbage? someone who uh, washes the dishes, someone who cleans the bathroom, uh, someone who gases the car. You know, Is there kind of a routine of what you do in your household? And is it a, is it, is it a role? Um, yes. Um, we're, we're actually really traditional with that. Um, I definitely gas up the car, take do oil change. I take care of the car, at least both of both of our cars. Um, strangely though, I like to clean the bathroom. I don't I don't know what that is, but <laughs> something that I like to do. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's the one thing that I will always do is that my bathroom is like spotless and hers all the time spotless. We, I'm always cleaning the bathroom. I don't know what that's about. Moving on. Um, but as far oh, as uh, everything else, he said that again. I said, don't worry, I do the kitchen. So go ahead. <laughs> See, you understand, man. You got your one little thing that you like to eye. But um, so as far as like cooking and and uh, cleaning the house, um, I prefer for her to. I think her food tastes better. That's my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> But um, we definitely do have some very traditional roles when it comes to uh, who does what. Okay. Did you guys talk about that, or was it just something that you kind of both fell into? Honestly, it really did kind of just happen. Um, the first time I saw her, she cooked me a meal. So I was like, that's got to be wife. To be honest, in the back of my head, I thought that, and I thought I was going to marry her. Five years later, I did, but still. Um, <laughs> so it honestly did just happen because I was who I – I've always been the same way. Like, honest, I'm the type of person when I was single, I used to pay my mama $50 to clean my whole house because I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to clean it. And if I would have stayed single, I would have got a maid, I swear, because I did not want to do it. It's just I refused to do it. I was like, Ma, come on. just I got $50. Come on. Clean my house, please. <laughs> that's that's literally how I was. So I literally probably it's just like she has always been who she was. Like she's a very clean person. Her bed looks amazing. I don't know. It comes out a magazine. Like every when I came over, her whole house just looks like it's from home 
gardens or something like that. <laughs> the whole thing was always clean and spotless and everything was in its place. And I'm like, well, so <laughs> it honestly did just happen. We really didn't have a conversation about it. Okay. So, okay, so now you said everything, you know, like, you know, home, home housekeeping, and so now you're there. Is it the same? Does she look at you and be like, okay, pick that up because you know how I am about my house? Oh, she definitely does that. She'd be like, now this shirt has been on the floor <laughs> for three days. When are you going to pick the shirt up? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. All right, I'll pick it up right now. Because I got my, my ways about me, you know. I'll have like a shoe that's just in that one corner and just sitting there. Just It's not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be in the closet, but it's just there, just one shoe. And she'll just be mad about that one shoe. <laughs> or if I don't make the bed up the way she make up the bed, she'd be like, oh, that's cute, but you forgot to fold it a little bit to the left. And I'm like, oh, see, I'm trying to, to do good and shit. <laughs> not <done> fucked up. <laughs> so the difference is when I try to step on her stuff, you know, trying to make her happy, she she be like, oh, well, all right, let me go back to this bathroom and clean that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's gonna be that's going to be right. I know I'm going to do that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie, how about your household? Is there a, is there a routine? Is there, you know, uh, did you fall into it? Did you talk about it? Um, and we just came into doing it together, you know. She take out the garbage. I love when she cooks. She be creating some shit. I was like, how you get that to go like that? How you do that to do like that? <laughs> so she cooks. She cleans. She'll, she'll, she'll do the bathroom. That's my job. I, I, yeah. I got a little OCD. So I do the bathroom. She do laundry. She makes the bed. She put the clothes up. She vacuums. Yeah, she. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back. Now, what does she do? <laughs> she, she basically does everything but the bathroom. <laughs> I do so the bathroom do the... and the cat pans. I, I clean up the cat litter and all that, the pans and, and the bathroom. But she, she vacuums. She cooks. She said, oh, she's a pretty goddamn good cook there. She vacuums. She does. She do She do laundry. She put up clothes. So, yeah. But she makes sure my car, you know, she do the cars because eh, I figured, oh, you know, I don't want to do all that. So she makes sure my car gets tuned up. And I put gas, you know, at first I was a little spoiled because I wouldn't put no gas in it. I'm like, hey, babe, my car needs gas. And she's like, okay. But after a while, you know, I was like, my gas hand, say, like, oh, didn't you pass the gas station? So I was like, oh, I think I got to put gas in my car. <laughs> but, you know, it's, like, it's, 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 it's good. <laughs> you into marriage sometimes. Some things kind of, like, just go by the wayside, but it's okay because everything else is cool. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's a give and take part. But, what? but I am like um, I am like Vice's wife. I'm like, um, you know, I've been sitting in the corner too long. Oh, yeah, I'm like that too. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's all wise. I really do. And it's not it's not the same thing to women out there. It's just to say I think most wives are like, you know, you can really pick up that shoe or you can move that shirt because it's sitting on that chair and. I walked past this three days, and you didn't walk past it for probably longer than that. So how about picking the shirt? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. You need yeah. to go through that mail. It's just like it's getting the cow getting big. Go in and look what they want. Look, she look and see what it is. She needs to look at everything else. Just sit there. So, you know, when, when I get tired of, I put it all together. I'm like, hey, I think this, you should do the mail. <laughs> she probably be thinking and calling me everything but my name, but that's all right. I still love her. <laughs> what family traditions do you want to hold on to? Have you guys talked about like with family like say around the holidays? You know, what do you, how do you guys celebrate Christmas? Is it the same? Is it different? And I know Stephanie, you've had some years to kind of like work on you know what was traditional for her for you. You know, kind of how did y'all work that into the family? And by same with you, you know, we got we got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, so we got to figure out you know okay, so this is we're married now. <laughs> you know, what is it that we're gonna do? You know, when do you start talking about it? You know. Um, we start talking about it now. We all okay, thank you. I was going to say, Stephanie, you know, you're the veteran, so, you know. <laughs> you start talking about it now. So, therefore, by November 1st, you have who going where for Thanksgiving, who going where for Christmas. Usually, we when we first started, we would go to, because all of my kids was in Wisconsin, Milwaukee at one time. So, we would go to Wisconsin to spend Christmas with my kids. And we did that for a couple of years, and... Um, now we just kind of stay at home because that traveling has gotten to be too much. And, it's like, uh-huh. and if the kids come home, they, that, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine, too. We talk to them on the phone. So it's kind of like, uh-huh. but we usually went to Georgia for one year Thanksgiving, which is where her family is. So that's nice because the weather is nice and you don't have to have one of the cold boots. So so it, it's kinda, it has changed up from going from my kids to her family. So that's, you know, I'm 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 even seeing whatever you decide, I'm traveling. It doesn't really bother me because as long as I can talk to them, I don't have to spend every holiday with them. Because my partner's Jackie's birthday is January 27th, and my oldest daughter's birthday is January 27th. So that was like right a give and take. I was like, uh, my child, my partner. So a couple of years we spent with Net, we spent with my child for her birthday. Then a couple of years we spent with. Just me and Jackie, you know. So, and my daughter understands that, and she understands the connections I have with my kids. So that's that's really good. That's a good thing. So we kind of trade off on which where we where I'm going for the birthdays because it's just basically me trying to figure out am I staying here, am I going there. So it 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 works out. Okay. Nice. You had some time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we um, like to keep up, we both have been doing it in our separate families before we got married, is Christmas Eve. We tend to stay up. Like I told her about it, we stayed up all night We in pajamas, just listening to music, eggnog. And um, my family would open um, presents actually that night before, Um and what we tend to do is we just stay up and talk and laugh. And if we have friends over, we'll get together a Secret Santa list for the next day. Um, that's something that we want to just keep going. Um, something that we recently started is a Friendsgiving. Um, and that's something that we're just going to have together. That's going to be our personal tradition that we're going to continue to do, which is um, either before or after Thanksgiving, we have a potluck with our friends um, and that way we can just have some Adele time because, you know, when you go over your family's house, 
of course, we're all adults, but, you you know, there's no adults in your age bracket generally, um, you know, that are there. So it's like I'm around all people that are around our ages and a little bit older, et cetera, and we just drinking, laughing, sharing each other's food and everything like that. So those are the two things that we that we do um, and that we are trying to keep going. Sounds like a plan to me. Sounds good. So let's like kind of feed a little bit off the um off the tradition. What traditions do you want to get rid of? Ooh, either one. <laughs> or is there any tradition you want to get rid of? You may like everything that you do. And it doesn't have to always just be the holiday. I would say none because family is important in the way this world is at, through the places this world is at right now. You cherish all the moments and the times you have with your family because tomorrow's not promised to anyone. So I, I will keep everything just the way it is. How much? Okay, I bye. agree. Um, I don't I don't have anything that I would like to get rid of. Um, every single tradition that that she has and that I have and anything like that, I like to keep it alive. Um, definitely because you know tomorrow isn't promised and family is definitely very important. Um, and I absolutely love hanging with her family. So whatever it is that they do for a tradition, I'm always around for that. Um, my family doesn't really do much as far as tradition. It's it's pretty normal, like, go over and eat if we go for whatever holiday or whoever's house, and that's always the same. Um, so I would say, no, I don't, I wouldn't get rid of anything. So how do you do the holiday as far as, like, Thanksgiving Day? Whose house do you go to? How do you decide whose, whose family house do you go to first or second? Or if the wife's going to cook then what do you do? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll go Quiet. first again this time. <laughs> uh, well, um, how do we decide? Uh, well, unfortunately, um, her mom and grandma actually moved on the other side of the world, or at least it feels that way. They're in California now. So we don't get to go um, in go, you know, eat and celebrate with them for the holidays. So, um, generally if it's not my mom, we'll go to our to my sister's house, um, our sister and we'll just go over there and see whatever it is that she's doing because um on that side of um my family, that's where everything is, is at her house. So um, if it's not that, we'll cook before or after. I definitely love her food, so I try to sneak that in. If it's not on the holiday, it got to be the day after. Let me get some of that dressing. <laughs> that's that's what we do. Okay, okay. Stephanie? Um, <laughs> I, I just... You know, it it really doesn't matter where we go as long as we're together. You know, and her mom can cook, her sisters can cook, and she can cook. So I'm going wherever the food is. So, yeah, I'm game. Wherever you say let's go, I'm going. Okay. 
how is the what's the reaction when you're stressed? I mean, is it something that's visible? You know, there are people who wear their their, their feelings on their sleeves. There's people who don't. Um, how's your partner react to your stress? Hmm. Hmm. If that's too hard of a question, I got another one for you. <laughs> yeah, let's try another one. <laughs> you ready to go to the other one? Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's see. Hmm. Let's go to another question for you then. Let me think about that. Because I was hoping y'all would answer that question. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Do you still see the same person you saw when you looked at her today, like today when you looked at your wife and today when you looked at, well, your wife? Do you still see the same person that you saw when you fell in love? Or has it changed? And it doesn't have to be the worst, but has it changed at all? Bite you up. Yep. Oh. Dang, you didn't call me out on first. <laughs> That's messed up. All right. So I would say that I do see the same person um, that I fell in love with, but I also see um, even more from her. Um, when I When I first met her, I fell in love with her, you know, southern roots and her mind because she has a beautiful mind. And she's also very pretty, in my opinion. And in a lot of other people's opinion, I'm going to keep it to themselves. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Um, But over time, um, it it increased because I feel like every day I find, like, new facts and new things. And I think it's very cool that she has the Snapple facts, you know, the little Snapple things on the bottle. She always Mm -hmm. has a new fact for me about what's going on. Did you know X, Y, Z? And it'd be crazy. I'm like, what? Yeah, dang, that's awesome. So, (laughs) like, every day I actually do fall in love with her even more. So I would say yes and no. Um, When I met her, I fell in love with certain things, and then I just see it continue to grow. So I love her more every day. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, before we come to you, Stephanie, we'll give you a few hot seconds. Uh, Vice, ask your wife that question. Catch you holding up and asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> she she's about to answer. Hold on one second. What am I? Hello. 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 How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for coming to the wind. So, oh, oh um, no problem. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, question for you is: Do you see the same person that you fell in love with today, yesterday, each day that you wake up, or do you see something, something different? And when I say that, I don't mean like the negative. It could be something, you know, it could be something bigger, brighter, better. But do you see that same person? Um, well, I'm a firm believer in if you are remaining the same, then there's a problem. So um, I would actually have to say that Vice is a uh, 
consistently changing person, but always for the better. So um, when I first met her, I was like, this person is weird. Like, what is going on? She is just extremely eclectic. This is crazy. I don't get it. Why is she wearing polka dots and plaids? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to work on some of this fashion sense. <laughs> but um, you know, she was she captivated me because she was okay with being herself. And the more that we, you know, dated and got to know each other, and um, you know, now that I get to wake up to her every day. Um, I am more in awe of the consistent changes to be great. And so um, I feel like when you look for those changes or when you actually see them and you celebrate them, then you can't help but fall in love with the art that is that person, you know, and that's like what she is. She's just a consistently changing piece of art. Like that's how I look at it. So are you um... – are you allowing the change to happen on its on its own at its own time and pace, or are you kind of like, look, these are some of the things you need to do? Um, honestly, I let the changes happen on their own. Um, it might just be part of my discipline, you know, my profession. So, um, I don't believe in forcing anyone to do anything because then you don't get to see the beauty in it, the fun in it. Um, you can't appreciate it. Some things I'm like, hey, you know, like get it together as far as how, like my house, you know, if my house got to be together, y'all. So, you know, if that shirt been in this corner that she like to have in this corner <laughs> in my house, y'all, you got to change that now. Um, but when I noticed that, like, she picked the shirt up after a day and a half and not the full three days, I'm like, yay, you did it, you know, sleep <laughs> for that day. So, um, <laughs> so um, that's pretty much it. I don't I don't want to force her to do anything because then it's it's manipulation to me. It's control, and I never want to control her. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Stephanie, she gave you some time to um to think and, and be ready for yours because she was nice enough to mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> I don't know how to come after that one. Woo. <laughs> um. I I still see the same person that I fell in love with. She she has grown so much within these nine years, and it has been for the better. And sometimes she's like, no, I don't know, and I have to kind of like, yeah, you can do this. We can do this. You got this. You know these skills. You know how to do this. You you got this. And I love waking up to her because the conversations we have and we push one another to do what's next and what what could be done. There's no there's no thing on you can't do it. Like the situation I'm in right now, I when we first met, she asked me, So what do you want to do with your life? I kept saying, I wanna be in doubt and that's all I said for the last Nine years. Because I want to do Dallas. I went to school, did the training. I didn't get a job in Dallas for three years later, which is where I am now. And I'm like, the place that I work at is like, oh, this is frustrating. There's no organization. Because I'm, I'm organized. I'm a 
it, it, it just blows my mind when stuff is not organized and not, I'm just, you know, she's like, well, it, it, it'll get better. But remember, you always said you wanted to do that. So you can do this. You got to kind of pick yourself up and see you can do this. Because I, I come home frustrated after 12 hours and it's like, but she gives me the confidence to know that I can do the job and I know how to do the job because it, it is a struggle, you know, but I like the person that she has become. She has become stronger. Um, she's much wiser than she once was. But it's all for the good. And I like her her heart. She has such a big heart that she gives to her students and her teachers. And they're not even her kids, but she goes beyond what an administrator should do for kids and teachers. And I love that about her because she wants to see everybody make it. She wants to make sure that everybody have what they need to succeed, including her, I, and us. And I love that. Nice. Nice. So let me ask this question of both. Actually, all three. Who's the spender? Who's the saver? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, so my answer <laughs> is I, hmm, 90% of the time I'm the saver. 10% if it's a tech item or a GameStop item. I want to spend some money. Like, I spend money on NBA 2K, everything. Every single time it comes out, I buy the, I buy the game every single time. It's so bad, I generally pre-order it. And so when it's ready to come out, I just got to put $30 more down because I didn't put 20 down already. That's how bad it is <laughs> for that game. <laughs> um, and when it comes to tech items, I come home with new randomness all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I just got a new Bluetooth. Like, I love technical things. I love all of that type of stuff. So if we go on at 10%, then I'll, I will spend on those things. Everything else, I'm like, no, nah, we should probably save money because, no, nah, no, nah, we shouldn't buy that because, no, we need to save this or we just need to save, period. Just Let's just put it over here. And I've always been known, um, she'll tell you that I keep money in random places all the time. Like, she's like, I need some money to go out. And I'm like, here. She's like, where did that come from? I don't know. Just over here somewhere. <laughs> so so I would say that I, I'm I'm really, I'm, I prefer to say I prefer to. You want to go next, Stephanie, over there? No? Um, well, <laughs> what, had, what had happened was we both are, <laughs> We both are tech people. We both are gadget people. And she thinks I'm saying, oh, well, isn't that nice? Wait, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's find out what store is that. So, yeah, we 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 have that issue with the geek stuff because we like gadgets. We like new stuff coming out. We, we spend equally. I think I spend more when I'm frustrated. Cause then I'll be like, I'll be back, and i come back with bags that I probably shouldn't have picked up along the way. Okay. Yeah, so... We have issues, but we, but we say, but we still have issues. <laughs> Do you, the both of you, um, can you find humor ever 
in your partner's negative characteristics. Can we do what again? Can you find humor in your your partner's negative characteristics, your wife's negative characteristics? And I'm going to talk about both of you. I don't even know how to answer that question. I know, right? (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) Okay. Can you play about those negative characteristics with your wife? Um, I don't know. I'm still lost as to how to answer that. I'm going to let y'all think about that because, you know, somewhere down the line we're going to come back to the show and, you know, and it's going to be probably more people and you guys are going to kind of lead the charge when I'm going to ask you that question again. So Okay. Right? You want to try or you want to say, no, nah, that's okay, you wait till next time? We can save it. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So in telling the truth to your wife, do you feel that they're brave enough to hear everything that you want to say, or is it ever a time that you don't say it? And if so, why not? I'll go first. Um, I'm I'm a very blunt person, um, so I generally say things exactly how they are and what happens. Um, there's some cases where things like make me feel some type of way. I'm like, this will happen, but wait, let me finish it first. Let me take care of it before you even say nothing. Like some situations where, um, I'll explain some craziness that's happened and she, she'll want to like, you know, defend me or something. And I'll be like, well, before you do that, let me curse them out first. Like it kind of <laughs> depends on what's going on. <laughs> but, um, she like she could probably tell you that like she at she's asked me questions before like blunt questions and I gave her an extremely blunt answer back and I've told her since I met her that like if you ask me a question I have no problem telling you the answer like I really don't pay attention to how it's gonna make you feel exactly it's just I'm gonna answer your question you know so this is how I am as a person um so. No, I wouldn't say it's anything that I've lied about. Um, well, I would say lie at all. Like, unless if I'm in a bad mood. If I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to talk about why yet, I'll just say I'm fine and walk away. Like, and I don't be fine. I'll be. Re- it's clear that I'm not fine. It's like I'm cool, and I'm just go do whatever it is that I need to do to get myself together. Because apparently, I'm doing too much. That's how I feel. So, um, if if we count that. That's a, that's a for instance where I won't necessarily answer the question the right way. Okay, okay. But for the most part, you'll just say the truth, and do or you don't worry about the the feelings because whatever is the truth, whatever I don't. It is. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, if it makes her feel some type of way, we do talk about it. I mean. As she stated in her profession, um, what she does, she does therapy. So therefore, when it comes to when it comes to something that that makes her feel some type of way, we're gonna talk about it anyway. Eventually, we're gonna come to Jesus moment about the feelings. We're gonna do it. So if it did hurt her feelings, she'll tell me later. We'll reflect on it. And we'll talk about it. Takeaway moments, all of that, and um, we'll get through it. Um, but it's I've told her that. 
I kind of think it's a negative characteristic, in my opinion, that I don't pay attention to how you about to feel about what I'm going to say. I just say it. and <laughs> just like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you sad? My bad. <laughs> like, that. that's kind of how that happens. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Yeah, I dropped your cereal on the ground, all of it. Are you mad? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how it be. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's what she got that phone. <laughs> 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 um, I'm honest. I could my pet peeve is I hate liars. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit. I'm just gonna tell you. But I but, but I am mindful of the children. Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because I don't want anyone to hurt mine. So I am mindful on, okay, let me rephrase it. I try to be mindful on how I say it because my face tells everything. But I'm honest enough front. And it, it it's just me. I mean, I, I can't change me because I've always been like this. But I'm an honest person. I just tell you how I feel and, you know, it is what it is. So you just made a statement, and I'm gonna jump in on this. You said that that's how you are. That's how you've been. You can't change who you are. So what's the? You know, I want to see somebody change. I want to see somebody grow. I want to see somebody. How how is it that you want another person to change, to grow? If you're not gonna maybe possibly change a part of like that, because that could be devastating. You could say something that could, you know, and sometimes people not say what they feel. Like, you know what, I'm not going to say what I feel because if I say what I feel, it's going to really, you know, it's going to put us in a real bad, bad place, and they don't want to be in that bad place. So they take that higher role. Kind of like saying, y'all are saying that, you know, it's like, hey, it is what it is, I'm going to say what I say. But how fair is that to the person that's with you that may be like, you know, there's some things they could say, but they're like, you know what, I'm going to be the person that's going to take your, your feelings into consideration because it could damage what we feel. I know you um, both them like yeah, well it is what it is you know cause uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more so of uh, <laughs> having an open relationship you know well, you know how that person was okay so if you know how that person if that person know how you was telling the truth then you know how that person is that you've hurt their feelings so it's okay no, 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 I would, no, 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 I would never try to hurt your feelings intentionally, but if your feelings get hurt, then I need to tell you, I need you to tell me why what I said hurt your feelings. I'm not going to ignore your feelings. That I'll never do. But if I hurt your feelings, I need you to tell me why it hurt your feelings. Then I can give you the reason why I said it, and maybe I could have said it a different way, but I want you to understand why I'm saying it. Okay. And if you say it again? And it still hurt their feelings. I'm sorry, then maybe they need to do some inner self-checking themselves to see why it hurt their feelings. Is it the truth that they don't want to face? Or they just don't want to hear? One or two options. No. So what about on your side? Well, um... 
One thing I don't change is I do still say how I feel. Um, now, as far as her feelings, I do care about her feelings a lot. So if something I said hurt her feelings, we will discuss um, discuss what hurt her feelings, and I will try my best to rephrase the way I say certain things. Um, I try. Um, if I say it again the same exact way, we're probably just going to keep revisiting that until it until it gets fixed. Um, because it's it's something that I have not been able to to break out of. Like I'm I'm a big all or nothing type of person, so I don't want to not tell you how I feel in the truth, the way I know how to say it. Then you know to then I mean I rather I rather tell you than to not tell you. So it's like. If it comes out wrong, I'll try to rephrase it so that it'll come out better next time. But I'm still going to try to say what I feel um, because I don't never want it to be a, a moment where you don't know how I feel. Okay. Okay. So what, let's just say for the both of you, that 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 that's fine. It's okay that, you know, you can say what you say. Do care about the other person still, and then all of a sudden it turns back where you're saying something. You look into like you know what well, you ain't said because you know that that did kind of bother me, but it's the truth. Because you gonna get bothered. Nobody's made out of steel, mm-hmm. and if it keeps happening on your side, is it time for you to check yourself? Is it time for you to rethink of how the conversation should go? Period. Because sometimes people say things to you, figuring that will create or or maneuver you into a change, and it doesn't. So you're saying it because, and at what point do you get to say, you know, at what point do you get to think and say, you know what, um, yeah, I'm this blunt person, but, you know, maybe before I open my mouth and say this, let me think, is this the best way to say it? I do that. You do that? I have to, yeah, I, I have to, I, I, I've learned, because I usually just say stuff, yeah, I yeah. I have to learn to, to think about what it is how I need to say it so it won't hurt your feelings because I don't never want to hurt your feelings because you are a part of me. And I don't want you to feel like that every time I say something, I'm hurting your feelings and it's not something you want to hear. So I kind of contemplate on it for a couple of days to see how I would say it. So I won't hurt your feelings, you know, because that's not my intention. My intention is to get my point across or to fix what needs to be fixed. How about in heat of argument? Huh? <laughs> Y'all hear that? <laughs> I said, how about in the heat of the argument? You say that you, you know, you step back and take a couple of days, maybe, you know, and you come back and say it so it doesn't hurt your feelings. How about in those heated arguments? Where is it that, uh, where is it that point where you, before you say you think, or are you like everybody else and you don't? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think it's just conversation, you know. And it's not a point of the only time we have a heated argument is I have one to win a shot. So that's my fault. That's the only time we have arguments about going back to Canada. But other than that, <laughs> it's just a conversation, <laughs> you know, on what happened and how can we fix it. We don't really have arguments, but that's the only. Yeah, tequila's not my friend, so I've learned. <laughs> 
that's when we have our argument. <laughs> it's just about being honest. I, that's basically that's my point. It's about being honest and being with. And if you love the person you're with, you should be able to have that conversation on what's not right and what's not, and how they said something and how it makes you feel, or how you said something and how it makes them feel. You should be able to have that come to Jesus moment, you know, and have a conversation without being mad and then, and understanding how people feel. Who's the better communicator in in, in our household? Um, me. Because <laughs> I'm always, I'm always talking. Nine years, you say, right? Yes. Is the communication getting better? Yes. But she say things that I be like, I don't want to hear, you know, and cause it's funny because we were having the same conversation. We had a conversation last night about my one friend that I have, and I was like, but the stuff she do don't make sense to me. And, and Jack said, well, you have to understand you're not, in her shoes. You have to walk on her shoes to understand why she feels the way she feels. And she said, sometimes you just say stuff and it just bothers me. I'll be like, but we're Christians. You're not supposed to judge her. You're supposed to be her friend. And I, and, and I, and I didn't have an attitude. I took it to heart because I actually listened to what she said. And that's when I told her, I said, well, you know what? When you see me doing that, I need you to reel me in. I need you to check me. And she's like, oh, Okay, does that mean, um, I think you, I said, when you think, when you know that I'm not supposed to be saying this or this is not something that should be done, or I'm saying something, you need to check me. Not every time I open my mouth, because then that would irritate me. (laughs) You know, and, and, and that's, that's the part of being honest with each other. When you can say, "Well, babe, if you say I'm not doing this, I need you to pull my, pull my, pull my, pull me. Tell me, you know, this ain't right. You should do this, and you shouldn't say this. And I need somebody to tell me that, because if not, I'll just keep doing whatever it is I think I'm doing, and think it's correct, and it's not correct. Okay. 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 And vice. Okay, that was a lot of questions. Where are we at? <laughs> which one which one do I start with? Whichever one you want to start with. Oh dang. Um <laughs> the last one I remember is who's the better communicator? Um, she is better ex- at expressing exactly how she feels. Um, in the sense of uh connecting with her emotions and expressing them appropriately. Um, I'm working on it. I'm getting better um, at that, but um, at times I don't always express it. You know, uh, I guess a phrase would be like, well, it makes me feel this way when this happens, et cetera. Um, I have an issue connecting with my emotions every now and again. I'll, say, I'll just say it that way. <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> so, I um, I, she laughed no at me. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as far as you said it again? And it's not intentional. But it's not intentional. I mean, I, mean, I know my not. It's not. It's, really, it just, it's just really it's just part of, I guess, who we are. But and it's that small part. 
and it can be aggravating. I understand that, but yeah, I don't, I don't connect the feelings, you know, emotions, and yeah, got to get better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all watch Harry Potter, but um, the hurt word yeah. is like Lord Voldemort to me. I don't really say that I'm hurt. Like when stuff it makes me feel some type of way, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. She's like, did that hurt your feelings? No, nah, I ain't hurt my feelings. I'm good. <laughs> That's what I say right away. I don't be, yeah, that hurt. Like I have an issue with that. I don't, I don't really acknowledge that emotion often, um, which to me makes her a better communicator because she is definitely very in tune with how she feels, and she has no issue expressing how certain things make her feel. I got one of those. I don't remember the rest of the questions. You're going to have to repeat them. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to pay attention to them. I should have wrote them down. That that was the main one, The um, who, was, who was the better communicator. Um, oh, and I guess because we talked about the fact of the, the bluntness um, with the person that is blunt and, you know, what about the other person? And you, know, you did say that you, you know, respect the feelings. You don't want to hurt her. But, you still want to tell her, you know, exactly what it is, your way. I try to improve it at least. Um, if, she, if she tells me that the way I said it hurt her feelings tremendously, I, I try to improve the way I say it. Um, I do want the truth to be told. I can probably rephrase it in another way next time going forward. So I just try to at least change in that respect. I don't change the fact that I'm blunt, but I change the way I say it for her so that it's it's easier and um I'm paying more attention to how I'm making her feel or trying to at least. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So now the people who are listening that are thinking about getting married in the next ten days, two months, next year, year after what advice would you give them going forth with the planning, the day, and thereafter? Either one of you. Okay, so the question is, what advice would uh, we give um, people on the line that are um, planning to, is it get married? Plan to get married. Uh-huh. The planning okay. part. Like, um, during the planning, what's the advice you give them the day of? What's the advice you would give them moving forward? Oh, okay, okay, I got you. All right, so um, if you're planning to get married, the planning part, honestly, from what I can see, um, it's very stressful. Um, so. It's best to try to find an outlet. Um, you, you're going to need to have somebody that you can vent to and just say whatever, like, you know what, this stupid flower lady keep just whatever it is that you feel. <laughs> just It should be an outlet for you somewhere. If that sounding board is your mate, then, you know, go ahead and, and vent to them or whoever it is you choose, like your best friend or, or whoever it is that you're going to be choosing for that. Have somebody to vent to. Um and because those stages are, are challenging. Um, I would also say, you know, think just think just think about the person that you're marrying and enjoy each moment with them and 
discover different ways to love them. Just challenge yourself to to discover that because that's who you're going to be with for the rest of your life. You want to know, you know, you want to change up things. You want to change things up. You want to make sure you are always, not always excited, but just make sure that you're finding different ways to change, to evolve, to spice things up, et cetera, because that's it. You done, you know, (laughs) but, uh, and um, for the studs, it's kind of scary sometimes. But, you know, again, I would advise to have an outlet, have somebody to talk to through it, um, somebody preferably that is married, um, because talking to your single boys about it is not the best idea. <laughs> Make sure you got somebody in your corner that can speak to to the positive aspects of being married um, and not the positive aspects of being single. Um, uh, what else? Start switching up your circle. Try to hang around people that are like you. Try to hang around more married people. Try to try to keep your thoughts and ideas in that direction. Because if you could tell, like a person that's single is completely, they act completely different than a person that's married. They don't have any obligations. They don't have to do nothing. They can just fly by to see their pants every day, you know. And of course, the grass looks greener over there, but it might not be. Um, it's always good to talk to somebody that's been in the game for a while, so just see what how they deal with it, how they go through different things. And, oh, do you, does she irritate you when this happens? Yeah, oh, that happens to you too. Like <laughs> try to have somebody that has, you know, similar experiences, somebody you can relate to in your corner. Um, the day of, I was super nervous. So I had my best friends around me. I had some close friends around me, we were just talking, like, about nothing at all, like, anything. Don't, for me, what worked is I didn't focus on, okay, you got two hours left, okay, you got five minutes left, oh, you got 30 seconds, because that would have drove me crazy. So instead, I was just hanging out with my best friend, we cracking jokes, we laughing, we eating pizza, eating wings, you know, driving around, you know, just chilling. We talked about it every now and again, bro, you're getting married, yeah. Like, every now and again, but nothing, like, major. We weren't just focusing on that the whole time. That helped me calm down a lot. Um, what else on a day of? Something is going to happen. <laughs> like, it, it's not going to be completely seamless. Something is going to happen. Somebody's going to be late. Something's going to happen. Like, some that happened to me. The DJ was late, <laughs> and I was flipping out like I was losing it. I had to make sure she didn't know that I was losing it because I didn't want her to even know that this was happening. But the DJ wasn't on time, so I had to switch up a whole aspect of my wedding. So if you're going to have coordinators or day of coordinators or planners, make sh- I think it's a benefit. I think you should have at least a friend, even even if they volunteer in their um, they time, have somebody in your corner that's going to make sure your day runs smooth, make sure you don't have to bust a sweat. Um, and enjoy, enjoy it, enjoy being married because when it happens and after, the day after, you're going to be happy, in my opinion, unless you made a mistake. I'm just playing. Um, but <laughs> for real, <laughs> like um, what you, <laughs> what you want to do is, I mean, enjoy this time because, like, literally, if if you met the, if this is the right person for you, this, you have met somebody that can make you laugh, cry, happy, sad, forever, and that's a that's a wonderful thing. So just be glad and enjoy the fact that it happened because it's a great thing. Um, so that's my advice for the night. All right, came from kissing that 
uh, Stud went first, so uh, <clears throat> Miss Lady. <laughs> Stephanie, you have all the time in the world. Thank that woman. Did we lose her? Stephanie, do you have us oh. on mute? Okay, can you hear me now? Yep, we can hear you now. Okay. I, um. Okay, now wait a minute. What directly, what question would I supposed to be answering? Okay, so what advice would you give those who are listening who are planning to get married um, the day of, if, you know, some advice for the day of and the moving forward? The day of? That's going to do exactly what you want done And not their ideas of their wedding Yeah Um get, You know And and when things don't go The way they're supposed to go Take a deep breath and keep moving Because Once that day is over with It's going to be something to laugh about Well you know someone's going to show up Or this didn't happen As long as You have that one person beside you Everybody else becomes invisible So, um, I, that's just my 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 take on it because people are gonna be there, you know. And once you get to that point, you are good. As long as you have the one person, you know. And moving forward, communication is is, is the key. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to have open conversations. You have to be able to respect each other's space. And time, because everybody has time for, you know, they have time for this and time for that. You have to respect that, you know, people work all day. And you have to have that respect of giving them the time to exhale, you know. And a lot of people don't do that. They're like, well, well, you've been at work all day and I want you to spend time with me. They can't unwind like that. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's all about giving each other space, time, and respecting each other's personal space and each other's right and just breathing and taking it one day and one step at a time. There's no hurry to do anything. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. So it is 10 minutes after 9, and I know everybody's got to get them to work and stuff. I know you have to get them probably before all of us. So I want to again thank Huh? 4.30. Ooh, Okay. So I want to hear an hour before me. So I want to say, you know, to both of you, actually to the three of you, um, thank you for joining the show. Um, thank you for being candid about answering the questions. Uh, and they were random questions. You know, some were asked by people that I know at work. Um, others asked for people that just kind of give, gave them to me. Okay, can you ask these questions? And I'm still trying to figure out why people don't. Just asking themselves, but that's okay. Uh, we still got them asked, and I appreciate the fact that um, you are who you are. You know, you've married mm-hmm. the love of your life. You know, the people that you're going to be with, you know, for the rest of your life, and you were open enough to share it with me and the listening audience. So for that, I say thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank you, Lacey. No problem. You're welcome. Pray. So, um, with that note, we're going to uh, sign off for the night, and we will see you guys uh, back on. Probably just join us next week. Listen to the next show. You'll find okay. out on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Problem. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate the two of you. Three of you. <laughs> okay, so, my name is Terry, and what I'd like to do is sign off for the night. Uh, we talked about marriage, what it brings to the mix. Next week's show, check out Facebook. We'll be posting it in a day or two. Good night.